Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. Presented by Cape and Cowl Comics. I am Henry Liu, and today I am trying out something a little different. I am rolling solo, just Henry today. And uh, this might be a little tricky because in the past I have attempted to do solo episodes and have failed miserably. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was tough, really hard to, to get through content. So um, this will be interesting today for sure. Um, but I think I'll be able to get through it. I think I'll be able to get through it. It's just that uh, I think the runtime might be a little bit on the short side, which is okay because today I wanted to focus simply on the Marvel Studios release of the first Infinity War trailer. Today is Monday, December 4th, and this trailer was released to much excitement on Wednesday, November 29th, just last week. Uh, so yeah, let's let's get into it. Okay, uh, so I just wanted to talk a little bit about uh, my experience with the release of this trailer. It was uh, pretty special, you know. I really like how it went down. Um, the day before, so this was Tuesday, November twenty eighth. The day before, they had what was essentially a trailer for a trailer. <laughs> it's completely ridiculous. Um, but there was a, a, a video released with uh, Marvel fans' reactions to previous MCU movie trailers. And <laughs> it was just funny. Um, but it was, you know, in anticipation of uh, this new Avengers Infinity War trailer. And I appreciated it because, yeah, it was silly this trailer in a trailer thing, trailer of a trailer thing, but um, it did kind of give me some warning, you know, like when is this thing going to drop? You know, like with movie trailers, there isn't, there tends not, there tends to not be any sort of heads up, like oh, this is going to come out a certain time, certain day, etc. But this one, it stated pretty clearly you know, the, the new Infinity War trailer was going to uh, be a part of the promotion on, like, the Today Show or something Wednesday morning, which runs, you know, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern. So that was great information to have because I knew right away that, you know, between the hours of uh, 4 and 6 a.m. Pacific time that they would release this thing. You know, uh, so I could plan my day accordingly. You know, uh, so come Monday, no, sorry, so, uh, come Wednesday morning again. Last week, November 29th, I it was like Christmas morning. You know, I, I jumped out of bed. I was fired up. Like, okay, this thing's probably online, ready to view. And you know, I went to YouTube, and sure enough, there it was. And um, and I will take you back real quick. The reason why I really appreciated knowing, you know, the release date and time 
was that uh, I could um, I could plan it out. Like I could watch this thing at home. You know, almost always these things release and I'm at work. And I'm like, oh shoot, okay, I can watch it on my phone. You know, best case scenario, I can watch it like on my like laptop, you know. Uh, so here I could plan it out. I could throw it up on my TV screen. You know, it's not the theatrical experience, but it's pretty damn good, you know, much better than, you know, watching it on a phone, right? So I had a little ritual, you know, I you know, I went over to the TV, fired it up, pressed pause, did some, uh, did some did some yoga breathing, you know, centering myself, getting ready for the excitement, and then pressed play. And um, yeah, wow, it was phenomenal. I mean, I, uh, we're going to talk about this today, uh, and I'm sure a lot of uh, you listeners who have uh, who are listening in uh, have seen it. Um, but yeah, I mean, incredible, so awesome. Let's, let's talk about it the Infinity War trailer. So, you know, I wanted to address kind of the the highs and the lows of it. And, you know, to me, there really there really, really weren't any lows to it. It's all freaking exciting as hell, man. Um, but if there were any negatives, I mean, they're really minor to me. Uh, it, so one thing I notice is that this movie looks to be going with like a whole new look thing like the characters are looking much different than before you know we got thor with the eye patch we saw that at the end of thor ragnarok uh we see a blonde black widow we see a captain america who has long hair and a beard um spider-man spider-man is in a new suit so i most most of these aesthetic changes I don't really have a huge problem with um it is a little odd to me the the blonde black widow I mean she she is so iconically a redhead uh for so long you know the comics history the MCU movie history she's always been a redhead so that's a little odd to me the whole blonde look so that didn't sit so well Another minor thing was at the very end of the trailer, we do see Star-Lord, and he has a pretty goofy-looking mustache. <laughs> so that was a little strange, too. But, you know, I get it. They're going for this whole new-look thing. Uh, but the main thing that I had a problem with, and again, it's fairly minor in the grand scope of things, is the Spidey suit, the new Spider-Man suit. Like, it looks to be the suit that was unveiled at the end of Spider-Man Homecoming. And uh, I didn't, you know, I wasn't a fan of the suit then, and I'm still not a huge fan of it now. You know, part of it is, like, the look of it, I mean, you see it, obviously, it's Spider-Man. It's still, you know, he's still recognizable as Spider-Man, of course, which, you know, maybe is different from the costume that it draws inspiration from the iron spider suit from the civil war comics that doesn't look like spider-man it's red and gold he's got additional limbs you know it's weird i really don't like that one this one at least it it is recognizable as spider-man but it it just it it is quite different you know it's it looks like armor It, it is armor you know 
So um, the look of it, not super excited on, but maybe more than that is the, the idea of it. The idea of the suit is a suit that is kind of half Spider-Man, half Iron Man. You know, it's clearly like Stark tech, right? And that has always kind of, I don't know, rubbed me the wrong way. You know, I, I, I voiced my displeasure on some of these aspects in Spider-Man Homecoming, where Spider-Man is Spider-Man, but there's a huge, you know, a very heavy Iron Man presence in the movie and certainly in the uh, the suit that Stark gives him. There's a lot of technology in it. There's a lot of uh, functions and, you know, advantages that Spider-Man has due to Iron Man, and I kind of would rather Spider-Man be able to kind of stand alone from all that, right? So this is just kind of furthering that. So um, be interested to see, you know, how that all plays out. Um, but that, you know, like, if there's one thing that was like kind of like, eh, it was that new Spider-Man suit. I'll just say that. Okay, so yeah, let's move on to the positives. And to me, there are tons of positives here. And there, there are moments in this trailer where I was just, I was just, totally geeking out, you know? Um, so I'll just name a few here. So first off, uh, the voiceover. The voiceover is a direct callback to the first trailer that was released for the first Avengers movie. Uh, in that trailer, it was Samuel L. Jackson who was speaking these the, the exact same line, you know, about... Um, gathering the team, a group of special people. Um, and the cool part is it's the same words, but there are different characters who are speaking the words, right? So I love that callback. And on that same note, the music from this trailer is also the exact same music from uh, that first Avengers trailer also. Um, I think it's a... a a slightly altered version, but you know the the music, the tune is instantly recognizable. So that's pretty damn cool. I, I, right away, you hear that voiceover, those words, you hear the music, and uh, as it put me in in the right frame of mind, to say the least. Okay, what else can we say? Oh, so I talked about the the new Spider-Man suit. How I. I'm kind of I'm kind of struggling with that a little bit. Not a huge fan at the moment, uh, but I really dug the the part earlier in the trailer where you see Peter Parker. So a couple things to call out here. You see the hairs on his arms stand up, so we know that his spider sense is tingling. And yeah, I wasn't too stoked about the fact that his spider sense really didn't show up in Spider-Man Homecoming. So to see that here was 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 pretty awesome. And you know, then we see the alien warship uh, outside, uh, you know, in New York City. As uh, Peter Parker is looking out of a school bus and he, and he sees this uh, alien warship, presumably Thanos's ship. And um, that's re really it. It was just like you see Peter Parker on a bus with his hairs on his arm standing up, turns around, looks out the window, and he sees this warship. That's all that was. 
but to me that maybe was the most thrilling part of the trailer and uh i think this moment really speaks to how awesome the mcu is and kind of why they've been so successful you know by integrating this shared universe it it sort of gets the advantages that television shows have and that typically movies don't get you know like there's backstory you know if 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 each of these movies were standalone movies you wouldn't have moments like this you know you would have to develop the characters within the confines of a singular movie but just in this trailer we see peter parker look out the window and it's just like a single shot he, he looks out the window and he sees his warship that's i mean very simple but what's the backstory we saw Hi- spider-man homecoming and what does peter parker want he wants to play a bigger role he that he's he's dying to do this he wants to step up and and you know fight in the big leagues right and this is that moment to me like i see him look out the window and it's like oh shit you know all that shit he did before you know spider-man homecoming is a lot of fun and he dealt with low-level criminals and you know high-level criminals too um but the stakes were on the low side you know but like just this one shot him looking out the window it's like oh fuck here we go peter parker is getting a shot at the big leagues right and that's all it was there's no dialogue just a look out the window speaks volumes totally totally love it come on okay so what else um black panther and captain america i mean how awesome was that part of the trailer so um you know first off these two characters are among my favorite comic book characters of all time and have them you know in this trailer that in itself was awesome but like how they unveiled cap here was super cool so black panther says uh give this man his shield and again, you know, like um, there's there, we we know the the background here. We know Cap leaves his shield behind in Civil War. Um, and on a deeper level, uh, we know that uh, Wakanda, Black Panther's home country, that's kind of like the birthplace of vibranium, the metal that uh, Cap's shield is made of. So, like number one, get, you know, Cap getting his shield back, super exciting. Um, number two, like he's getting it back seemingly from the country where, you know, vibranium originated from. So if there's any one person to say, like, who can be somewhat of an authority to, like, allow him his shield back, this is the guy, right? Black Panther, T'Challa, right? So super cool. And then, of course, um, after Black Panther says that line, we see Cap emerging from the shadows looking pretty badass, right? Uh, he's in a new suit. He's got the new look, as I mentioned, the longer hair and the beard. Um, yeah, yeah. Dope, really good stuff. Okay, what else? Um, Loki, you know, Loki is among my favorites in this universe too. Really awesome shot of Loki holding the cosmic cube, the Tesseract, right? Um, and, you know, I keep mentioning this, but you know the, the backstory like we know what loki has done in the past with past with this thing right i mean the whole first avengers movie 
was, you know, the, the premise was was this this great power in the wrong hands, right? And to know that uh, Loki has that background, and to know that this uh, this cosmic cube, the Tesseract, is one of the Infinity Stones, and that it plays a huge role in uh, you know Thanos's quest. I mean, again, you just it's just like a single shot, no dialogue, but we we know like we we know the stakes, we know what it all means, and it's. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's I can't I can't help but get like incredibly excited just to see like little things like that, right? A um, couple other notes, uh, kind of on the obvious side, like the way the trailer ends, and you know they're really they're really they're really going for the geek out moments here. But yeah, there's a shot of of um, a number of Avengers just coming right at you, coming right at the camera. Um, it's Cap. Black Panther, War Machine, Falcon, Winter Soldier, um, the Denai Guerrero character uh, from Wakanda. She's coming at you too. And uh, I mean, shoot, like they're in slow mo. They're in Wakanda. You know, you know, they're they're battling Thanos's forces, and just like it's, it's awesome. And uh, so that's great. And that was seemingly how the trailer ended. You know. They're coming at you in slow mo, and then they put the big Avengers logo up, May 2018, and uh, and at that point, I was like, I'm ready for this shit. Come bring it. <laughs> I can't wait. These next uh, six months or so cannot go by fast enough. I cannot wait to see this. Right. Um, but then, as if that wasn't enough, there was a little stinger at the end where we see Thor meet. The Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, another great moment. And you know, if you're a fan of these movies, like I am, that moment, that moment in particular is is just a lot of fun because you know the the last Thor movie and both of the Guardians movies were 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 just like tons of fun, like you know, uh, hilarious movies, like great comedy flicks. You know, never mind, you know. Uh, a lot of good action scenes in them and a lot of heart with these movies especially with the Guardians movies but just funny so just to see them all together there it's like oh man you get this sense of like this is just gonna be fun it's gonna be a good time right so yeah man great stuff okay so what else uh besides the trailer itself yeah I wanted to call out um a couple things uh, that were actually that actually led up to the trailer. Yeah, I wanted to call out this uh, uh, Vanity Fair coverage of the MCU. Really cool. So this was also last week, and yeah, it was I think intentionally kind of leading up to the trailer. And um, there were multiple covers. Marvel-based Vanity Fair magazine covers. I think there were four different covers. Really cool. So apparently what happened was on the set of Infinity War, they had this insane photo shoot. I think they invited like pretty much any actor who has ever has who has ever appeared in an MCU movie. Had them come out and they just did this photo shoot and the covers are uh, just like a little taste of um 
of, of that big gathering, right? So the, the actors are in costume, in character, um, and it is really cool to see them just all together. Um, you know, it won't be the same as seeing them all together in the movie, but you know, for now, it's like just getting a little taste of it. Pretty exciting. Um, but not just the covers. There's a great uh, article in the magazine too, and this is all online too. You can see the covers online and and the article. And the article is written by, I believe her name is Joanna Robinson, and a great rundown of the MCU to date. In particular, uh, a lot of details on Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige is, is kind of the mastermind behind all this. So, you know, there have been 17 Marvel movies to date, and there have been tons of different actors, tons of different filmmakers involved in these movies, and there's really essentially one person, uh, just one person who is it has been attached to every single one of these. You know, that is Kevin Feige. He's just, he's, he's just the dude. He's like, he's the producer uh, behind all of it. And um, the article really does a great job kind of delving into his story and how he did it. You know, this what he has done is, is quite phenomenal. And... Um, so highly recommend that article. And uh, one thing <laughs> I wanted to call out there is in that article, it mentions uh, sort of his, uh, his fandom. So he's like, I guess he's kind of a, a bit of a fanboy, a Marvel fanboy. Not too surprising because, you know, you figure the guy who put all this together would be a huge fan of, of Marvel comics. Sure enough, he, he is. Um, but part of his inspiration, it mentioned how... Um, at some point, I don't know if it's still up in his office, but he, at some point he had an office where he had a huge Marvel Universe poster up. And he would look at this poster and he would think, you know, um, when we build this universe, you know, I want to honor the comics, you know. And you can, in this poster, there are, it's it's pretty comprehensive you know there are hundreds of characters on this poster and um you know he he was thinking big pretty early on right um when the mcu rolled out the first iron man it was a solo iron man movie not a whole lot of other marvel characters um but even then, he was thinking pretty big. He was thinking, if we can make this work, then, you know, this whole idea of an interconnected shared universe was like, was like part of his thinking early on. And this poster was, was part of it. You know, he was thinking like, it was almost like a dream to like have everyone on the poster be in a Marvel Studios movie, you know, and at this point, like, it's kind of happening, you know, uh, it's really great, but when the article mentioned this poster, I was like, oh, wait a minute, it, it kind of jogged my memories, like, I had this poster growing up, you know, um, so the, the, specifically the poster, uh, it's, it's pretty unique because it's huge you know and you're going to fit all these characters on a single poster it's got to be big and it was you know okay so it released in um i believe the year 1988 
and it, like I said, it was a huge poster, 50 by 50, 50 inches by 50 inches, a giant square. And um, I remember this because I fucking owned this poster. I had it, you know, in high school. And uh, yeah, man, like, uh, so, so a little credit here. The artists on the poster were Ed Hannigan and Joe Rubenstein. And it's a great poster. Um, it has tons of Marvel characters on it. And especially now with where the MCU is gone, you can sort of like, oh, hey, that guy got a movie. She got a movie. This person got a movie, et cetera, et cetera. And then also there's like, oh, I wonder, like, you know, who's next? Who else on this poster is going to end up in a movie, et cetera. Right. Pretty exciting. So, um, of course, when this jogged my memory, I got to thinking, it's like, where is... Where's my poster now? You know, the poster that I did have on my wall, like in the 80s, you know? Um, so literally, like I said, today's Monday, December 4th. Literally yesterday, I, I drove home to my parents' house. Fortunately, they don't live too far away from where I live, about a half hour drive. And I was on a mission. I, w I, w I wanted to find this poster, right? And I had an idea of where it might be. And sure enough, it was rolled up in the, the exact spot where I thought it might be. And I think it was, it was in that spot. It's probably, it was probably in that spot for like, you know, 20 years or so. Uh, so it's great. It was still there. And the condition is, is pretty decent. And from my understanding that this thing is um, it's somewhat rare. I think it's pretty damn valuable, you know? Um, there are, you know, four holes in the poster in the corners because I did tack it up. Um, a little bit of wear, but uh, it's in pretty good shape. So, um, yeah, I rolled that thing up, took it home, and it is now sitting in my home office. I, and I don't know what I'm going to do with this thing. <laughs> it is huge. Like, it's way too big to frame. It's, I don't know if I'm going to put it up at all. I don't know. I, I, just, I just may keep it rolled up. And I guess just knowing it's uh, rolled up in the corner of my office is a kind of a, a nice warm and fuzzy feeling for me. Um, but yeah, it is there. And, and yeah, man, that was exciting. Like, uh, you know, there was a potential that my parents threw it out. There was the potential that it had been misplaced, put in storage somewhere, never to be found again. But I did, I did obtain this long lost poster. And yeah, you know, so I, I noticed the release date was 1988. Um, yeah, when I got it, it pr I probably got it on release. I probably got it in 1988. I know that I put it up on my wall. Um, and there it stood for, uh, for quite some time. I'm pretty sure. Um, eventually it gave way to, to, uh, I, I think I took it down because I wanted to put up other posters. I mean, I'm telling you, this is, it's so big that it really, like, I couldn't put other stuff up. I was really into posters growing up. So, um, it, it eventually was taken down, um, replaced by other posters, but, uh, you know, thank God I, I, I you know kept in good shape and you know kept it uh, I didn't toss it out or anything so 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 yeah it's it, there's a there's a happy ending too <laughs> to that story to going home and finding it um but you know yeah it uh it does speak to my my long my lifelong fandom for Marvel you know 
um, you know, I, I think a lot about growing up, being into Marvel comics. Um, you know, to to what extent, though? You know, and I really forgot about this giant poster that held that that hung on my wall for so long. Um, and it, it's it's kind of a nice feeling that like that I'm super into Marvel right now, comics, television, movies. Um, but there is such a strong, stable foundation to that fandom. And this is this poster kind of represents that. You know, I know I collected Marvel comics. I know uh, that I was, you know, re- really into this stuff growing up. But if there's any w- one thing that was like, boom, the big sort of stamp of certification, it's this poster. It really is. It's something to see. It's a huge poster and... Um, I think it really solidifies, you know, my fandom, and uh, like I said, it's it's a nice feeling for for me uh, to know that to know that I that I had this and that I have it now that I once again have this poster. Uh, so yeah, can't wait till Infinity War drops. I think um, you know there is an aspect of me, but certainly the the movie fan in me the cinephile if you will that is a little bit hesitant on this movie because it just it does seem like there's a shit ton of characters in this movie and i know as well as any movie fan that it can be it can be tough to make a movie with a lot of characters in it you know what what works in comic books does not always work in movies and i think that's if there's any one thing that separates one from the other is the the number of characters you know you in in comics where you can tell stories episodically and have a large run a long run of comics yeah you can you can have tons of characters in there and make the stories work with movies it can be tougher yeah it's it's a it's a simple matter of screen time you can't have this infinity war movie where your favorite character is in every scene. It's just, it's not going to happen, you know? Um, so that could lead to, that could lead to some unhappy fans, you know? Um, and just splitting up the character's screen time, that, that can hurt the story as well. Uh, so we'll see, you know, there, there is, there is that um, bit of reservation uh, on Infinity War. I'll be the first in line to check it out, but uh you know, I'm trying not to get overexcited about it. Not easy, but I'm trying. And uh, what else? I think what this movie has in its favor is a lot what I just talked about earlier. There is built-in backstory, you know? A a big problem with having too many characters in a movie is there's not enough time to develop the characters. But guess what? With the MCU, it's all connected, so we have Spider-Man's backstory in Civil War and Homecoming. We have a long backstory on Cap, a long backstory on Thor, Iron Man, and you know a lot of these characters. Um, they These characters were developed in previous movies, so if there's any sort of saving grace, maybe that is it. Uh, so, yeah. Um, uh, I have some reservations, but with that, for that fact, the fact that this is a shared universe and a shared universe that has done well to develop its characters 
this could definitely work, right? All right. And look at that. Uh, we're just past the half an hour or so mark. And that, to, to in my mind, that was sort of what I was going for, going for about half an hour. And like I said, I got through it. And like I said, it was a little bit on the shorter side, which is good. Uh, I don't think we wanted to spend one person. We didn't want to spend too much time with just one person talking about one trailer, literally like a two hour, sorry, a two minute trailer. Um, it'd be kind of silly to go on and on. So with that, we can wrap up the episode. This is Farewell from Henry.